there's been a missing link in the world of engineering with regard to metrology. We've had years of redundancies within the industry, which has left a gap in skills. So this is to try and fill that shortfall that I think has been missing from the industry for probably 15, 20 years, if not more. Welcome to this week's MTD podcast. In this special edition podcast, we discuss why education is the key to progressing any business in manufacturing. And we will discuss with industry leaders from Zeiss, Rolls-Royce, BD Medical, Cosworth, Trezcal and Reliance. I'm Giovanni Albanese hosting today's show, a passionate engineer and a very proud member of the MTD team. I have the privilege to be joined by Triple M, the master of metrology himself, Matt Wire, Regional Service Manager for Applications at Zeiss. Welcome, Matt. Hi. <laughs> you should have seen his face when you said triple M. We've all heard of triple G, but triple M is in the house. You're going to have to. Uh, I'm also, I also have the pleasure to be joined by our very own Lindsay Vickers. Welcome, guys. Hello. So this podcast is a little bit special. We will be having five guests join us from the industry. We will be discussing why education is key. So, Matt, let's start with you, really. Tell us why you got into engineering and manufacturing. Okay, well, I got into engineering as a 16-year-old straight from school. I did a four-year technical apprenticeship, and I moved around a little bit, to be honest, and I fell into metrology uh, following the redundancy, and I've been... I've been working in metrology for some 11, 12 years now, and nine years of which have been with Zeiss. Now, Lindsay, we've been on a course with Zeiss this week, the Alcom course. Mm. You've been um, asking Matt some some big questions. Can you can you kind of ask him a few more about education? And, Absolutely. And um, I think the audience deserve to know why you've got the title of Triple M, though. Matt, before we begin. Yeah, let's just say that you you assign that as opposed to <laughs> me being uh, in any way big-headed and asking for that. <laughs> okay, it's Matt who is the master of metrology. And the reason being is um, all of your colleagues, everyone kept on directing us to you because you've kind of headed up this course, you kind of brought this course here and made it work. And you've got everyone here, which is a great success to you. But tell us how and why the Alcom course has been held here at Zeiss? Well, for me, there's been a massive, massive missing link in the world of engineering with regard to metrology. And Alcom just filled that void. Um, we've had years and years of uh, redundancies within the industry, which has left a gap in skills. So this is to try and fill that shortfall that I think has been missing from the industry for probably 15, 20 years, if not more. What do you mean, Matt? Do you, do, do you mean that, in your opinion, you think that metrology is overlooked in manufacturing to a certain degree? Absolutely. I think, I think that even when you, when you go to university and do an engineering degree, I don't even think that they particularly teach everything to do with metrology. I mean, you can, you can do um, design engineering courses and, and not even cover um, GD&T, for argument's sake. So metrology is... is sometimes overlooked by industry. So why is it so important? Well, metrology can really help you to keep the, your brand presence current and uh, well-respected. One, one poor result that is missed and a negative impact on your company can have a massive negative impact on your company. 
So on this course that we've been on this week, it's a brilliant opportunity to us to, to, for us to talk to all the industry leaders from different sectors. But the course, um, what it entails is all about standardisation as well. How does that work? Why is that important? Okay, yeah, it, it's for some of these worldwide companies, they want to know that they can get the same course in England as they can get in America, as they can get in China, Japan, mm. Germany, wherever that might be. And Outcome is a really standardised course where all of the trainers are trained to the same specifications and all of the literature is the same. So if, if you're Rolls-Royce and you're working in, in England, you can ask for the same course as if you're Rolls-Royce working in China. For argument's sake. So it's like it's an accreditation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's all good and well for big global organisations, big corporate companies. But what about the small manufacturing engineering companies out there? You know, do they seem to overlook uh, metrology more than the larger companies? And if so, why? And what can we do about it? Um I wouldn't say they overlook it more so. I'd say that it's perhaps been a blind spot for a lot of companies for a, for a long time, um, regardless of whether they're a big or small company. And I, and I think the only thing we can really do is educate our people because ultimately you can go out there and people are prepared, going, prepared to go and spend 50,000, 300,000, half a million pounds on a piece of equipment, but then the people they put to operate it don't really know how to utilise it to its full potential. So they're, they're paying a lot of money for some equipment that's not understood or used properly, and then they're not getting the most out of their investment. Can we go back a little bit? What is Alcom? Uh, you know, maybe I should know this or not, but what what is, where's it come from? Where, why has the course been the course that's been chosen? Because I don't think our viewers, are, or every viewer is going to know this. Okay, so Alcom was developed by a lot of the metrology uh leading brands so to speak the the zeiss the mitotoyo the, uh, the hexagon along with a university and it was all put together to be uh vendor neutral you know not <laughs> not specific to one company at all the idea is that it's metrology not calypso not m cosmos it is just general metrology and you can you can glean from that and learn from it what you need and apply it to any of the platforms. So as Zeiss, if you go on an Alcom course and you're going to Zeiss to use that course, you can then take that information and use it on other varieties of uh, metrology bands, other machines. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and internally within Zeiss, we also insist that all of our applications engineers are a minimum, have a minimum qualification of an Alcom level two. Now, there's the course, what I've learned as well, it doesn't just benefit people that are inspecting components. It benefits manufacturing facilities generally, doesn't it, Matt? Can you explain how? Um, well, it gives you an understanding of why your results might be what they are, whether that's... whether it, Just because you've got a result doesn't necessarily mean that, that, that there's not a contributing factor that you can that you could change or amend to to get a more a, a result with less uncertainty applied to it. Now, there's lots of change within the industry, the electrification of cars and, and so on. Um, but put, putting that aside, you know, with the evolution of this new technology and latest innovations, the, the complexity of components changing all of the time, 
why is education so 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 important and and why should metrology be looked as part of the full process rather than something that's separate okay well well if you look at a, a successful product for argument's sake a successful product is something that can be made within budget and be sold for a profit if you start making uh incorrect parts um, that then go to your customer. You don't only have the money you've already invested into that. You also have the you also have the brand reputation being knocked somewhat. So so by having metrology catch those points and and stop you sending out bad bad parts, it can really aid your business as a whole. So it's Friday now. We're going to be introducing shortly some very special guests from Rolls Royce, BD Medical. Cosworth and Trescal. Um, so I can't wait to hear their opinions on this subject and why education is key. Lindsay, what do you think? Oh, I, I've just, uh, after speaking to everyone, and I was here Monday and then I've turned up on Friday to see the, at the end of the course, um, just speaking to everyone, I, I just think that even though everyone here is in the world of metrology and that's what their job entails already, there is never any harm going back to the basics and standardising and relearning. Maybe over the years, things that maybe you learned five, ten years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, back again. It re-engages you, it refreshes you going forward. And also, it puts you in a position and a stronger position to be able to teach the next generation or teach your colleagues. And that's what it's all about. It's not just educating the people around us. But it's that information then going on to their colleagues and so forth. And, That's I, and, what I, and up. I think it's brilliant. I think that our next guests, um, Simon Wiles and David Tor, have actually sent employees from their organisations on this course. And I think it's absolutely brilliant to see that they're investing in their people. And um, so, without further ado, let's go for a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by our first two guests. Have you heard about Zeiss Smart Services? Smart Services enables customers to proactively manage all your CMMs on the move, predict your machine has an issue, and to provide fast technical support remotely to maximise machine availability and uptime. Best of all, Smart Services is offered free of charge for contract customers for the next 12 months. Contact the Zeiss Customer Care Team on 01788 21770 or customercare.uk at zeiss.com or your sales representative for further information. So welcome back. We're joined by our first two guests. Firstly, Simon Wiles, Metrology Manager at Cosworth, did an apprenticeship in the aerospace industry and now in metrology and heavily involved with that. Welcome, Simon. How are you doing, all right? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for joining us. And it's great to catch up with David Tor. It's been nearly two years since I visited you at Reliance. Now, David, you are head of metrology at Reliance, precision in Huddersfield, and you've been there for over 21 years, is that correct? Yeah, just, just coming up to 21 years now, yeah. I started in 1999 as an apprentice. Wow. Um, so I was, I was actually 15 when I was first employed. So both of you guys did your apprenticeships? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, Let's start then, you know, engineering, manufacturing, you know, would you recommend your kids to get into this industry? Yeah, I think so. I think I would, yeah. Especially uh, this day and age with all the new technology that's on offer and 
it's quite exciting some of it. Do you think the perception of engineering is still quite antiquated, dirty old workshops, or do you think that's changing? I, I, I think that's changing. I mean, there used to be a time when nobody would go anywhere. The apprenticeships died off, nobody would go near engineering. But I think we've got lots of young kids starting to come to Cosworth, apprentices. We've run a great apprenticeship scheme there, and it's going well. But do you think that's because of the name, because it's an attractive company to work for? You know, it's, it entices young people in because of that? You it, know? Well, probably, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But it, it's but lots of companies do apprenticeships now, and, and I think engineering is hopefully on the up. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, we're all passionate engineers. I mean, we've been to your facility at Reliance yeah, Precision. Yeah, we've actually right. been at your facility yeah, when you it said earlier, first yeah. opened, yeah. Uh, Simon. Um, now, in, in, with your perspective about engineering and education and apprentices, um, how did you get into engineering and, and why? Um, well, I was um, I didn't really know what to do when I left school. It was actually my mum who forced me into engineering. I will admit that. She's usually um, the dad. Yeah, isn't it? It's, it was my mum. She she said, "Look, there's a there's an apprenticeship scheme." Um, Vinci's uh, waving her hands yeah. in the background. <laughs> it's, a, it's a local training school. She said, "I think you should go and have a look." Uh, and I went and had a look. I always loved tinkering with things, taking bikes apart, building walls. My granddad taught me how to dry stone wall, um, so I'm always very hands on with things. Um, so she thought, perfect opportunity to become an engineer. Um, and I went to the training school for the first year, then came back to Reliance um, in the company. Started off uh, in the grinding department. Enjoyed it, um, but didn't really enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to do. Couldn't see myself progressing as that in a career and ended up in, in measurement. And in, in, instantly when I went in, I started to enjoy it. I started to see the technology, um, the, the fact that there was... You know, a, a generation of people there that were going to retire at some point, and I saw an opportunity for myself to grow in that. Um, so that's the that's really how I got into measurement. It was like we're a little bit I fell into it rather than choosing the path. Um, but what I'm trying to do now, certainly at Reliance, and, and what Reliance are trying to do as a business is promote that and promote the engineering and promote the new way that things are done. You know, we we're coming up to our centenary year, um, and there's a we've got a lovely timeline where there's. The old factory of Reliance where all the machines are belt driven and it's in the in the basement of an old mill and you think, what a horrible place to work. Come around with Reliance now, you've been around, you see it, it's a clean, fresh environment. Lots of young people, lots of you know, older people still working there, enjoying what they're doing and you see a lot of passion and enthusiasm in engineering. For now. people that are not aware of Reliance, can you just give a brief overview of what you actually do and some of the components that you make and for what sectors? Yeah, we so we mainly serve the scientific instrument se uh, sector, um, aerospace as well, and also life sciences now. We also have a catalogue business where people can buy standard products from us, uh, gears and things. Our heritage is gears and gear manufacture. Um, we do do assembly as well, so we do gearbox assemblies. We have a design um, department. So we're into many different sectors. So We've got a lot of diversity, a lot of different challenges to overcome, um, which is why we've invested heavily in measurement as well uh, and in people, um, because we have to have that flexibility across all the different products we do. Very small batches, complex work, so small, black, small batch, high complexity. Um, so all the challenges are there for us, really. Brilliant, fantastic facility. Now, Simon, you, you started on the grinding section too. I did, yeah. You know, what, what got you into metrology? So I was an apprentice a long time ago. And, uh, you don't know that old. <laughs> so, so I started off at Lucas Aerospace, which at the time when I was a kid was the place to work. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to get an apprenticeship there. And I went through that, ended up as a grinder. I was on the grinding section for 
about five, six, maybe seven years on that. And that's how I got into engineering, really. And then I got made redundant, ended up with a few crappy jobs here and there, and then ended up coming to work for, funnily enough, for Richard at Trescal. That's over in uh, Birmingham, AEC. Our next ended up, guest. <laughs> ended up on CMMs. Purely, I think there's a there's a, a very th- current theme with this. Lots of people end up in metrology by accident, and, and and not not so much by design. But I think that's changing now. Cosworth, we take on. We've got four or five metrology apprentices apprentices at the minute. Two apprentice uh, junior metrologists. We're putting four through the foundation degree at Coventry University in metrology. So there's a big investment in, in metrology now, I think. And, and you've both got something in common. You've both sent two of your employees on this course this week. Yep. I mean, that kind of goes to further show how you're investing in people, not just in the technology. Now, Matt, how have they performed on the course? Can you t- give us an insight into it? Well... I, I believe they've both passed, so that's a that's a wonderful. Uh, that's a good start. That's a wonderful start, <laughs> and um, and from the feedback that I've been getting, they've both been really productive, and uh, they've they've really enjoyed the course, and they've really engaged with it. So that that's been wonderful to see and hear from all parties. Now, your apprentice David has been on the course for the whole week, that's right, and he's yeah, already yeah. given you feedback on how to improve your business. Yeah, Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, he's <laughs> telling me what I'm going to be doing next. So that's great. And, you know, Andrew's a really enthusiastic guy. He, he finished his apprenticeship last year, uh, and I instantly knew something. There was something special in him. He, he's shown that desire to want to learn and, and do this, and this was a perfect opportunity for him to come down um, and do this course. Um, we often send people on the MPL Level 1 course, and this is a very good course, um, but we wanted to try something different um, and see what the other courses were like. And actually, he's been texting me during the week and telling me about how the course were going and flooding me with, with ideas. So he's got a lot of um, jobs to do when he gets back, so I'm going to make him do them all because <laughs> he's got to learn. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> um, That's but perfect. yeah, his, his feedback's been absolutely super. Perfect. I mean, Matt said something earlier that um, it's great to educate people so they can fully utilise the, the equipment, which is so true. But how do you, uh, I'll, go, I'll go back to you, Simon, how do you keep up with all this latest technology? Because especially at organisations like yourselves, where you're at the forefront of what you do, it's so imperative to keep ahead of the game. Usually the, the projects drive the equipment that, that you buy. So you, you'll end up with a project and it's, whether it's uh, an engine component or an aerospace component, and that usually drives the equipment that you need to either already utilise or, or well, the stuff that you need to buy in. And if you're buying new equipment, then usually it comes with training and all that, and that's a given. But if you haven't got the basic grounding, which is the outcome courses, giving a bit more of an insight into that, if you haven't got that, you've got nothing. You need to have the education, the good platform to start on. If you don't know, you can buy the most expensive equipment in the world, but if you don't know how to use it, you've got no chance. Yeah. Matt? Yeah, uh, Simon, I, ju- I just wanted to ask. Obviously, I- I've known you for a number of years now, and I, I appreciate that uh, you were a contractor, and you- so you've been around to an awful lot of companies. Do you- when you were travelling around those companies, obviously you don't need to mention any names, but did you foresee that there, or or did you glean that there was a shortfall in metrology knowledge in the industry? There, there, there most definitely is a, a shortfall in metrology. There's, there's lots of people... <coughs> Without wanting to, there's lots of people that talk a good game about <laughs> what metrology is and how things are and what, but there's not many people 
that I've come across that really know what they're on about when it comes to metrology. And I think that this course is like, oh, come and, and more like the MPL and the foundation degree, that's that's slightly going to improve things. Yeah. How important are companies such as Zeiss to, to, to work alongside <laughs> companies such as yourself? So, you know, as, as, as to create collaboration, you know, partnerships. I've had a working relationship through different companies with Zeiss for probably the last... Uh, number of years, a long time, and Zeiss have always been spot on, very supportive, great training, great equipment. So across the board, but there's lots of <coughs> there's lots of other suppliers out there that do the same sort of stuff, that similar equipment, and that. And we found that Zeiss <coughs> have always been spot on. If you need them, they're always there. I mean, on on our channel, I don't know if you ever watch what MTD do. But we're quite heavily involved with the CNC industry, the, the, the computer numerical control, yeah. the, the machining of the components, whether that's on a three-axis machine, fifth-axis machine, or a sliding head. But what we found is is that, you know, it's looked upon as two separate things, metrology and, and making components, which, which they are. However, it's part of the same process. Surely they should be looked upon as a process rather a complete process because if you make it, you need to inspect it. It's, <clears throat> it's a war between production and metrology. It always has been. That's slowly starting to change, hopefully. But <clears throat> production makes stuff and don't believe that you're checking it correctly. That's, but, just, that's just the life of a metrologist. That but is. there's got to be... Um, uh, well, you put it another way. You're going to have big problems... If you're making, you're investing all this money in the latest technology to make the components, but you can't inspect them quickly enough or keep up with production, especially now the complexity of the components are changing, the, the, the tolerance is changing. You know, you've got 3D printing, additive manufacturing that's coming out now. Surely it needs to work in harmony with the actual production. What kind of processes have you got in place to make sure? This works at Reliance. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we're trying to do is basically give everyone an understanding. So, you know, the, the measurement um, uh, team will go out and spend time in the milling departments or the turning departments, understanding, design. They'll go, need to go and understand all the processes, not just running a CNC machine, but how do they program the machines? What are the possible causes that are going to cause us problems when we're measuring things? You know, so a, a true test of a measuring plan is it works on a good part, but does it detect a bad part? And these are the sort of things that when a measurement specialist knows that, knows how the processes produce things, they can then help themselves. Um, and likewise for, for the people on the machines. Yeah. People doing them processes need to know how we measure things so that they can understand the results, interpret that and turn it into something they can use. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Um, I think we've all been in a scenario where we've, we've been to a design engineer having been given a drawing and said, how exactly do you want me to measure that? Why is that on the drawing? Yeah, and yeah. they've said, I don't know, it's always been there. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's what we need to overcome with the understanding of, of everything to do with metrology. Just because it's always been there, we need to understand why it's there and the purpose of it rather than rather than just it's always been that case, so we do it. Matt, have you yeah. you if you you know you you're the provider of equipment, have you seen, you know, or have you had examples of People are investing in machinery to make things and they look at that as they are making money with that machinery, but they look at metrology, it's, it's not making money, so they're not spending as much on it. And is that a, a cardinal sin? Absolutely. And I, I think we see that we see that regularly. That You'll see people go, well, it's, it's just a tool that I have to have because they tell me I need one. Um, and that real 
lack of understanding is is a terrible shame because the amount of amount of value it can add to your product and the 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 amount the amount it can help you reduce your cycle times because if you can identify what you measure really well and perhaps even even cut those out as just and just measure critical characteristics then then suddenly you might be able to say well we that particular feature is consistently measuring well we can perhaps m- speed up the machining process so it can aid you overall what do you think about that at cosworth first <laughs> at cosworth <coughs> there, there's a it's a, it's been going for a long time 60 years we've celebrated last year so it's been there for a long time and, and metrology has always been important because the, we had a big following we did lots of f1 with lots and lots of wins in f1 and if you don't measure those parts correctly they don't finish so so we've had recently some great dialogue between production and metrology so basically what production want is they want a nice everything is in spec but if they don't talk to metrology about it and we don't talk to them it never gets fixed and that's Dialogue is, is the most important Communication. Thing. It's got to be communication. If we're not communicating, we'll never get anything wrong. How can inspection metrology be incorporated into the machining and, and production more? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, with the evolution of in, in, um, in cycle probing, things like that, how, do you, how can you validate a process without taking a part off a machine? Mm. Now, metrology comes into that as well. You're using a touch probe inside a machine, for instance. How do you validate them characteristics? How do you know that it's going to perform right every time? You've got to do that in some way at some point. Um, and you can inspect the parts and then you can do the metrology. You can do the correlation work. You can understand that the CMM and the machine tool, if they're set up correctly, will will do the same thing and tell you the same result. And you can have a confidence in that result as well. So I think as technology increases in the machine tool probing side, that's where we're going to see the biggest gains. And actually, some of the um, post-process measurement should start to uh, move away. So that's, that's still my some big changes to come. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and equally, I think there's already some inline metrology out there. Um, for argument's sake, you, you've got the you've you've got inline CT machines. Um, it it really does depend on your product line and what you require um, as to what what is out there and what the best machine for you is. Brilliant. Well, thank you, guys. Now we're going to be introducing our next three guests. Now, you know, we discuss certain perspectives of measurement, but what happens when we're looking to inspect critical parts, parts that could affect lives? So we're going to start uh, introducing our next guests after this short break from the aerospace industry and the medical industry. Zeiss, the brand which guarantees class-leading precision, surface support, applications expertise, best-in-class hardware and software, state-of-the-art digital tools and much more, are pleased to announce our latest innovations in CT, radioscopic X-ray and non-contact multi-sensor systems, all designed with class-leading accuracy, productivity and flexibility in mind. Contact the Zeiss customer care team on 01788 21770 or customercare.uk at Zeiss.com or your sales representative for further information. So now we're joined by our final three guests, Richard Parker from Traskel, Dimensional Measurement Manager, uh, and you've currently been in this role for 11 years. Welcome, Richard. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Our second guest, 
of the final three is Martin Jeffries from BD Medical, metrology technician for six and a half years. Welcome, Martin. Good afternoon. And finally, Sean Knowles from Rolls-Royce, uh, manufacturing engineer. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what we've been discussing prior to you, prior to you joining us. Now, you know, what do you think about what we've been discussing? Education and predominantly uh, metrology and how it's all been evolving and why it's absolutely imperative to keep up with the latest innovations in technology. Well, for me, metrology is a very wide field. It sits across many parameters, etc. Um, but paramount is training because metrology is developing so quickly and moving forward with the advent of computers going on to equipment, software is improving in capability. Um, training is, is the main core element that we should be visiting on a regular basis at the start of somebody's career, during their career, and even towards an end of a career, you might have two or three years left in you and things are changing. Um, yeah, so keep moving it forward, keep investing. Richard, um, prior to you coming on, Simon was on from Cosworth. He mentioned that you worked with him uh, yes. in, the, in, in the past. Now, you've had many years' experience in metrology, but you've also still attended this course yourself. You're not complacent. You're not overlooking the fact that you think you know everything. You're still always learning. Um, you know, what have you learned on this course this week? I, th I think for me, um, metrology is... It's that big. There's always room to keep learning. Um, it's not about just learning new stuff. It's about refreshing over some of the things you've done in the past. Techniques, methods have changed over the years. So revisiting it and keeping it going forward is is, is paramount. Um, for me, there are some obvious things that uh, have been introduced into today's training courses that weren't in the old courses, um, and yet the, the, the requirement was still there. Oh, for, for example, just projection of features onto onto planes, etc. Um, some of the courses that we passed, when we, Simon and myself went on a, the training course on the first uh, Zeiss machine that we had within Trescal, um, they, they weren't actually in there, but that's because you didn't have a standardised course, um, or they didn't have a standardised course. Now everything's been standardised, so as Matt was saying earlier, that uh, people in the UK, across to Singapore, across to America, they are aiming to be doing things in the same way. And this so, will change again in a year's time, so you yes, just have to keep learning. Now, yeah. Martin, BD Medical, the medical industry, you know, the, the, the components in the medical industry are changing dramatically, you know, with additive manufacturing coming into play, um, being one of the main causes. Um, how have you found the course and how has your business changed in regards to the way in, your, in, in, in the way you're kind of adapting to inspect these new components? We see a lot of new products come, on, come along in our industry. Um, the site that where I specifically work, we are primarily a development site, so we're constantly seeing new, new parts and processes coming online. So it's very important to uh, keep up with the latest technologies. Yeah. And there is a, a, a lot of uh, things in that we've, we've learned this week that have been there for years that you, you, you forget things as you, you move on. You pick up newer things and things get left behind. But it's really good to have actually been able to caught up with. And the actual 
the breadth of metrology, just the word metrology, it's, it's absolutely amazing how big a subject it is. It is, yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks uh, for that, Martin. Now, we, we, we've picked you free, really, for the last guest because, you know, critical parts in aerospace um, and, metro, uh, and, me, and medical uh, are so important and it can cost lives. Now, Sean, you're from Rolls-Royce. Um, you've done an apprenticeship. What have you learned this week? And, and it, especially in the aerospace industry where critical parts that are going into engines, there cannot be any mistakes, can they? No, you're right. Um, what I've learned this week is that people have got gaps in, in the metrology knowledge. Um, at Rolls-Royce, we've got good processors, good knowledge at the top, but it doesn't always filter its way down to the bottom. The processors capture that, but it should be a, from the bottom up rather than the top down. Again, communication. Yeah. Now, I was talking to your colleague from Rolls-Royce, and he mentioned that from coming on this course this week that he could potentially see new solutions that he can incorporate into Rolls-Royce, the optical solutions. Is that correct? Yeah, um, lots of new technology around us, but I think people have touched on it previously. Whilst there might be new technology and technology is moving forward, the training and education needs to do the same behind it as well. So it doesn't matter what, how big your name is or your brand or your company, we can still all learn and there are always, you know, so many different solutions out there, so many different ways to skin a cat. You've been involved with the aerospace industry in a big way, haven't you, Richard? Yeah, in essence, I've been involved with the aerospace industry since I uh, did my apprenticeship. And uh, my chosen route of employment was metrology. Um, I did the, the machining modules, etc., but uh, I was more suited towards metrology. Um, yes, we work with, with the aerospace business. Going across to blue chip companies like Rolls Royce and and the other companies BAE, Airbus, we we work across a, a wide range, um, and metrology is is paramount. I mean, now we're branching out into other fields as well. We're dealing with medical, we're in the automotive, so we we are touching many clients, but also not just from a product measurement point of view, but from a calibration point of view. There are many parameters uh, that, that are, are dealt with on a day-to-day basis. Um, but again, people are moving through the industry. The older generation skills are depleting. Um, bringing young guys in and giving them the training and education is paramount. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's brilliant to have met you this week. Now, Martin, how have you found the course this week in regards... And, and what can you take back to your own facility? Well, as I say, it's um, surprising how much you, you can pick up and everything. And one of the key things for me has probably been the, the different types of measurement equipment and the advantages and disadvantages of those. So it's, you know, we, we, we can know, have a better idea by looking at parts to say, well, that would be best suited to perhaps an optical measurement. That would be best suited to a touch probe machine. That sort of thing. So, you know, being able to make those decisions earlier rather than try it on one and it doesn't work and have to go back to another, it's been really useful, yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, I used to be in the aerospace industry myself um, and I've seen a lot of changes in in the time I was in the aerospace industry and like with the medical industry, 
the way in which components are being designed has changed. There's no boundaries anymore with additive manufacturing. The way in which machine components has changed with new technology and fifth axis machining, fifth axis simultaneous machining and 3D machining. At Rolls-Royce, you know, the electrification of cars is around the corner, but there's also, at the minute, electric planes in the air that are doing short-haul flights. Do you believe there will be in the future electric planes? Uh, certainly in the future. Don't know what sort of time scale that will be on, but uh, it'll happen. Yeah, and and is there any R and D going into that at the minute uh, that, you, that you're aware of? Yeah, lots at the minute. Um, also, we're still trying to push the gas turbine technology as far as we can, but we do have an eye and some teams on the electrification as well. And I haven't asked you yet, Sean. What is your current role at the minute? What are you actually? What what is your day to day role at Rolls Royce at the uh, minute? So I'm a manufacturing engineer. Um, and between myself and Ash, who's also on the course. Uh, we're trying to set up a new inspection centre of excellence uh, within the engine overall. And doing your apprenticeship, you did your apprenticeship on all aspects of engineering I'm taking, not just the inspection. Uh, yeah, it covered very little inspection, to be honest. Um, you did your machining units, which covered basic use of a mic and stuff like that, but nothing dedicated to inspection or metrology, which I think is something, not just Rolls-Royce, I think most apprenticeships at the time I did mine were the same and they've missed a trick. And do you all believe or, or what are your opinions in regards to, do you believe that, that, that metrology and inspection can be overlooked by the majority of companies? Start with you, Richard. Yeah, my experience is uh, um, manufacturing is king. Um, we need to, they, they, they need to technically just get the jobs right and get them out the door. But with the advancement in today's technology and machining, you still need to know what the end result is, what the product's coming out like, because even with new machines, people still make mistakes, machines have faults. So the metrology element, for want of a better word, is is has always seen, been seen as an overhead, a costly overhead. It should be part of the quality input that feeds back into the manufacturing process. And with today's machines, you're starting to see the direct measurements feeding back directly to the machines, they're compensating. So, yeah, um, metrology is paramount amongst the whole uh, company business um, of manufacturing parts. In my opinion, I think it's a big mistake looking at metrology as being mm. an overhead. I think it's effectively reducing cost per part if you can measure that part accurately and more quickly, and yeah. it re reduces any potentially potential backlog in your production facility. Now, in, in my opinion, in the medical industry it's recession proof it just seems to be growing and growing and growing but there is still a short short a skills gap out there um your company is it is it investing in apprentices uh, we, we have uh, started to introduce some apprenticeship schemes this year and certainly in the last month we've had a group of school children come around the site to try and get them interested in engineering and whilst we they've visited the shop floor various stages of manufacturing that sort of thing we've also ensured that they've come into the metrology lab had some hands-on inspection is very simple inspection experience as well to try and encourage people to come come into metrology and brilliant. get involved on the measurement side definitely brilliant now sean i've only met you this week you look quite young so how old are you if you don't mind me asking uh, 32 32 now uh, would you recommend younger generation getting into engineering and working for companies such as rolls royce or any engineering company 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think all the training we've been talking about today and the technology available, it's a, it's a key area to get into, really. Now, any last thoughts, guys? Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have all of you uh, be part of this MTD podcast. I hope it's been very educational to all of our listeners out there. Don't forget to subscribe, to comment, to review. We want to know what you think. And uh, until next week, thank you very much the MTD podcast. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.